0: Bicycle. Bicycle. I want to ride my bicycle. 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 I want to ride my bicycle. I want to ride my bike. I want to ride my bicycle. Like what you hear on this podcast? There's more. Feel free to check out more books by me. Dave Schmidto on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever you pick up your books. You can check out It's Like Riding a Bike, How to Make Learning Last a Lifetime, or grab my new release, Bold Humility, Empowering Teachers by Empowering Students. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Lasting Learning Podcast. I am so honored and and humbled that uh, you're willing to spend 10, 15 minutes with me uh, just listening to these episodes and hopefully thinking about some things, reflecting on some things, and um, maybe even starting some conversations about some of what we discuss on these episodes. Um, Recently, I had a conversation with somebody about Podcasting, and they were asking, Why in the world am I trying to podcast now? My podcast isn't like most people's, it's just me and a microphone. I'm typically not here um, interviewing guests, I'm normally not engaged in conversations with other people. There's very rarely any witty dialogue and and jokes. And this person asked me, Are my podcasts really like an infomercial where I'm just trying to sell myself and sell my ideas? And that caused me to chuckle a little bit because, number one, um, I'm not for sale. I'm uh, not smart enough, good enough, or um, informed enough to sell anything that that I have inside of me. So, no, not an infomercial. No, I am not using this platform to try to peddle my books in, in any way, shape, or form. I'm using it really as an opportunity for me to to just share some of my thoughts, some of my questions, some of my my beliefs, and uh, hoping that my thoughts and my beliefs and the things that I have swirling around in my head maybe inspire you to come up with some of your own thoughts and ideas. I am not looking for anybody to just take what I have and, and run with it. So if that's what you're looking for, if you're looking for a how-to manual, feel free to just hit stop now and go subscribe somewhere else because you're not going to get that here. And you know, as a matter of fact, that's really the theme for this week's episode. Uh, I'm calling this week's episode Beyond the Numbers. Uh, I'm looking for the ands and the a's. No more buts in these. No more buts in these. What, what do I mean by that? Well, it's pretty simple. So I, I'm starting my 20th year in education right now. And in my 20 years, I've worked as a teacher. I've worked as a coach. I've worked as an assistant principal and a principal. And um, I've worked in in central office. I had a lot of different opportunities in a lot of different buildings, districts, and states. I've had the opportunity to travel around the country and speak to thousands of educators. And like I I said previously, I've even written some books. But um, one of the things that I think uh, we as educators tend to struggle with is a constant quest for the answer. The, capital T, capital H, capital E, the answer. We're looking for the silver bullet. We're looking for the magic pill. We're looking for the thing that's going to work in our classrooms and in our schools to try to change student achievement, to try to change our school improvement rating, to, to try to change our own evaluation ratings. We're constantly on the quest for the thing. And there are a lot of publishers out there that are making a lot of money selling their resources as the answer. There are people that have roles very similar to mine. I'm a curriculum director out there um, coming up with policies and procedures because they feel like they have stumbled across the answer. They went to a conference where they heard a presenter speak or they saw um, somebody, uh, a vendor in a, in a booth peddling a product that proclaims to be the answer. Well, here's the answer. There is no the answer. We have to stop looking for the thing that's going to work for all kids. We need to stop saying that all kids need to have an iPad in front of them for 15 minutes a day. We need to stop saying that all kids need to sit down and have 30 minutes of individual reading time. We need to stop saying that um, we have to have leveled readers. We need to stop saying that we need to have bell work on the board. We need to stop saying that we have to have uh, a measurable standard or an ICANN statement written on the board. We need to stop saying that all of these things are non-negotiables and that they are the answers for all kids, because that's the problem. That's the reason that we continue to see this the pendulum shift and change in, in education. It's because of our constant quest for the answer that we continue to see things get recycled generation after generation. And to be honest, the constant quest for the answer is really why we're stuck in the status quo. Because, you know, as, as a leader, um, I was taught just like most leaders when they went through their training that if you want to bring any new initiative um, to your school, to your, to your staff, to um, your influencers, you have to remove something old. You can't just keep layering um, layer upon layer and expecting everybody to do everything with excellence. If you want to add something, you have to take away something. So, what ends up happening oftentimes is leaders like me, we go to a conference, we hear a great idea, we come back to our schools or our districts, we say, We found the answer. So, let's throw the baby out with the bathwater, get rid of everything else that we've always done, and start from scratch. We have veteran educators that have been around for 10, 15, 20, 30 years that say, Well, we did this before. I can't believe we're bringing this back. So now let's just throw away everything else that is tried and true that worked and try something new. We need to stop looking for the answer. We need to stop expecting all teachers to do everything the same way for all kids and expect the same answers or the same results Um, and start looking for an answer, a answer. Look for people that are going to be innovative. If we're um, tasked with creating the next generation of innovators, then we need to be innovative ourselves. We need to allow teachers the creativity to do things in their own way for their own kids to generate their own level of success. You know, I've said before, I think it's interesting in classrooms um, that we give students an F if they copy off of their peers, but we give them an A when they copy off of us. If a student simply regurgitates back the information that we as educators give them, we say, well done. Likewise, leaders... We tell our teachers that we want them to be innovative. We want them to be creative. Yet, if they go too far astray, we call them into our office and criticize them for not following through with the plan and not doing things with fidelity. Oh, I hate that word. Um, and we tell them that they simply need to do things our way. After all, as leaders, we were super successful in our classrooms. I mean, that's how we got to the levels we're at right now. And we just want our teachers to do things the same way that we do. You know, we criticize teacher pay teacher. We criticize Pinterest because all it is is a regurgitation of cute fluffy stuff. But yet we praise teachers when they do things our way. What are we doing? We have to stop celebrating the answer and start looking for an answer. You know, I I think it's interesting as well. We look at um, the work of like John Hattie. We, We all know John Hattie. We've heard his research touted now for a decade where uh, we see all of the effect sizes and basically this meta-analysis that showed us what really works in classrooms, and yet we continue to to focus in on the things that we know don't work. We continue to argue about retention, holding kids back when study after study after study shows us it doesn't work, yet we still have leaders, administrators, and bureaucrats that preach it's the answer. We continue to label kids as at-risk or... Um, Special education or even gifted saying that we need to start to disaggregate kids And this is a way for us to truly differentiate by throwing labels on kids as Though it's the answer when all the research shows us it actually hurts kids You know, we're presented with countless studies that show us lots of things that when work in tandem Actually generate tremendous academic success. I'm a former middle school teacher and former middle school principal and I uh, I spent a lot of time working with AMLE, the huge middle school organization, Association for Middle-Level Educators. And they have 16 tenets that they call their This We Believe statement. And in those 16 tenets, we're um, told that these are 16 characteristics of high-performing middle schools. Now, what's interesting is that I've worked with middle schools in the past where leaders and teachers try to pick out which of those 16 elements they wanna focus on, thinking that if they just focus on organizational structures, or if they just focus on having high quality leaders or health and wellness plans, that they'll be able to generate successful schools. Well, as AMLE tells you very, very clearly, and the research indicates that if you wanna find success, you can't hand pick which of those 16 elements you wanna work on, you need all 16. You need to layer upon layer upon layer, you need to find all the things that work, and use them all in your school and in your classroom. And that's the approach we need to have in our schools. We're not asking for schools and teachers and educators to take on more and more and more responsibilities. We're asking you to focus your efforts on the things that we know work. We, we are asking you to eliminate some of the, excuse my language here, but some of the crap that doesn't work. We know things that don't work. We know that labeling students, we know that constant assessment of students, we know that, um, that just focusing on the numbers, does not work. What does work is comprehensive guidance and support systems. What does work is having advocates for every single kid. What does work is having leaders that are committed to and knowledgeable about their their individual students. We know that um, educators using multiple learning and teaching approaches. We know that that is what works. Research tells us that's what works. What doesn't work is having cute and um, creative bulletin boards in the back of your classroom that you spend two, three, four days creating before the kids even come, when you could have spent two, three, four days getting on the phone and calling those kids or going to visit their houses and getting them excited about coming to school. We we know the things that work, and yet we continue to focus on the things that don't. We we know that if we get teachers and educators to weigh in, we don't have to spend all of our time trying to secure buy-in. If we get people in the trenches, involved in making the decisions about where we're going next, sharing with us about their own individual successes, celebrating and championing what works for them, then we don't have to spend our time out there looking for the next best thing, and then using all of our energies during the year trying to sell it as God's gift to education. So I'm going to challenge you this year, if you're a leader, focus on an answer, not the answer. If you are a, a, a teacher working with students, Look for the ands. Look for ways to add something new and not just to focus in on one gimmick or one trick. Look for the ands and not the buts. Don't look for ways to say, I can do this, but not that. Look for ways to say, I can do this and that. That is the answer. I've said before that if we want to make sure that we're reaching every kid, we need to focus on each kid because that is the answer. That's the truth. Focus on finding a solution, looking for a way to be innovative. If we want to create innovators, we have to be innovative. Because what we do, they do. If you're a leader, be willing to try a thousand different things. If you're a teacher, be willing to explore a thousand different ways. Kids don't have to follow our script. They don't have to do things the same way that we did them back when we were kids because the world is changing. And principals, leaders, your teachers don't have to do things the same way that you did them. Because again, their kids, their classrooms are in a different place than yours. So take this, reflect on it, use it. Again, the answer is finding an answer. Quit looking for the buts and the v's and start looking for the ands and the a's.